There we are. We're live. Oh my We've word, we're live on Saturday night. Yes. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the Estate Agents Podcast. We've managed to drag down Luke Sinclair. Um, I think he must have got lost at Foxton's um, central office. But we've managed to, we've, <laughs> oh, we've, yes. we've, managed to, we've managed to track him down and find him. So um, yeah. thank you, Luke, for joining us. Nice to see you. How are yeah, you doing? Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. It's uh, uh, halfway, well, two thirds of the way through the first half for Tottenham Leicester. So I have sneakily got uh, the BBC app on my phone. Every time Leicester score, you're going to be jumping up and down. <laughs> They've got to score first. So, so, so we'll let's, see. Let's hope they Let's hope they do. So thank you, everybody, for joining. I know it's a, at an odd time, but we wanted to get back on track um, and at least put something out rather than not put something out. I know our second favourite podcast, um, the Kerfufflers, um, they wanted to know where we were. So this is especially for Simon and especially for David and especially for the birthday lady all the way from the Bahamas. Hello, Vicky. Happy birthday. Hope you had a lovely, lovely day there look like you're it having looks, loads of fun it looks stunning it looks absolutely stunning there absolutely it's, stunning it's so we're not jealous we're not jealous at all being cold backing in england are we <laughs> not at all not at all so should we start with foxburns yeah absolutely <coughs> i can't okay. but I, so I, I, I know there's a lot you can't share which is fair Ooh. enough uh, yeah, but yeah, I have, to, I have to be respectful. Have to be respectful to obviously. I, I was in a privileged position to be able to go around Foxtons and spend three days with some exceptional people um, at Foxtons, but um, and uh, there was no dwarf throwing, um, so that unfortunately that there wasn't any, um, or fortunately there wasn't the Wolf of Wall Street equivalent of dwarf throwing anywhere. So, um, but it was very very good. So. Um, I suppose um, my uh, kind of key takeaway from Foxton's is everyone knows what their role is and everyone knows what their goal and their outcome is uh, for, for the goals. Um, and that was evident speaking to um, um, property management, to um, people that they call their MCs, their move consultants, yeah. Um, their mortgage brokerage arm, um, their training centres, their branches. Their uh, one thing I was in awe of was their whiteboards in their branches. Um, so um, <clears throat> imagine a, a a wall length. I don't know. It's probably four six meters. That is literally covered in whiteboards. So from floor to ceiling, just huge whiteboards so that they can write and track and put things on. Um, so that everyone is fully aware. And I suppose a couple of bits from those whiteboards. One was market chat. So they had a section on that whiteboard called market chat. Um, so that was uh, there for everyone to see so that when they're on the phone, it means that people don't forget about the key focus points about what can they be having conversations about that week. And that gets refreshed every, every week, uh, which was which was good. Um, uh, so that's something that we've we do from time to time. We're just not consistent with it. Um, so that that was that was a good thing. So an example of that was obviously the recent right move house price index. It's obviously going to hit the press because 
Um, it's one of the reasons why Rightmove do it, so that it gets them good exposure, but also it gives a bit of a commentary on what's happening. So if you've not picked that up, I, I suggest any agent does because it's got some useful information in there. Um, and I suppose the discipline, um, would you expect... Again, they're a PLC company now, and you hear stories about have they has that have they taken their foot off the gas? They're now now a PLC. So, is there the same passion? Uh, has it become too corporatized? And certainly, didn't see any of that um, walking around. And from the colleagues, so very, it very much is like it, it's part of their company. Um, the colleagues there, so that that was really impressive to see on a on a business of of that size um, that, that employs that amount of people to have that kind of uh, ownership at, at all the different levels when you're speaking to people. Wow. So I think that brings it, because I know you've had an interesting week and you're, I think you're an amazing with your generosity and you had a couple of people there from um, to your office of a mastermind from the mastermind group this week for sharing, but mm. also going to Foxton's, is it worth, and how open are businesses of um, other agents coming in and spending a day and shadowing them? And how important do you think it is to do such a thing? Um, massive. Absolutely. Absolutely massive. I think you will learn so much, but I learned lots as well. So with the visits that we had, um, I still took away lots and lots. Uh, every day is a school day um, uh, for, for, dif for different things. Um, and again, one of the visits that we had this week was um, about kind of morning meeting structure. So, and it was great to see someone taking away a suggestion and implementing it the day after. So I think it's something like that their colleagues start at nine o'clock and the phones go on at nine o'clock. So they don't have time for a morning meeting. And yet a morning meeting is a bit like a team talk for a football match, bringing it back to football. But imagine starting a football match without having a team talk. It, you wouldn't be a very successful team. Um, and I'm I'm listening to Legacy again at the minute. Um, James Kerr. James Kerr, um, New rugby team. Yeah, and, and I just think that, that is, I'm uh, going off at tangents, but I just think that's so amazing that they'll have senior players actually cleaning down and making tidy the dressing room because their motto is to leave it in a better state than the, what they found it. And whilst the others are all off celebrating or doing the press interviews, there could be some senior um, key players that are sweeping the dressing room floor to make sure they've left it in a respectable condition. Um, but no, going back to this, the whole morning meeting thing, it's like, well, that to me is critical for any office. So why don't you just delay your phones switching on until 9.15 or 9.30? Um, and because that is so much more powerful to have that morning meeting so that everyone's in tune and uh harmonized with what the goals are for the day um and that that was on the monday i met up with the same person on the thursday and he said he'd already put that in place um and switched the phones on i think he's done it to 25 past nine or something like that but is that going to be detrimental to the business probably not um in terms of 25 minutes of calls not being answered but it's going to improve the business as far as i'm concerned brilliant Right. So I had a very interesting day today. Oh, yeah. I'm going to ask you some questions. In fact, I think we've got a few people watching. So um, 
again, I want you all to join in. We're going to play higher and lower, Bruce Forsyth. So there you go. Saturday night, Saturday night is game show. Yeah, with the Estate Agents podcast. What? Why? Why do you need Anton Deck? <laughs> yeah, and... when you've got Luke and Stephen, hey, <laughs> the new, new Anton Deck. Yeah. So um, I decided to go to the Property Investor Show um, in London today. And I decided to go there to do some market research um, to see if um, loads of agents are talking about, and I'm reading that there's a shortage of properties on the market. There's a shortage of landlords. Everybody wants more landlords. Everybody wants more sellers. So I thought I'd go and do some market research. I was there for about an hour. I thought I'd try and create as many opportunities as I can by having conversations with people, as, you, as Stephen Brown loves to do wherever he goes. Um, and I I took my Remarkable, and I think I had more questions about my Remarkable than I did about what I, was, what I was asking. And they were asking me, the tech expert, all about it. Can you imagine yeah. that? Wow. <laughs> So remarkable. If you're watching, you may want to sponsor us because I think I got you loads of sales today. Yeah. Um, Just when they buy, did you give them your discount code and referral code so that you? Obviously, obviously. (laughs) So I prepared seven or eight questions and I stopped people um, and I just said, look, I'm doing some market research. I'm not selling you anything. Would you have a couple of minutes just to answer some questions? Um, because I just want to prove a point to estate agents. Um, So here's what's really interesting. I don't know the numbers, um, over, but it was on yesterday and today. They had loads of key speakers on as well. They had loads of stands there. Um, They had the one in October, which was also two days. Guess how many attendees they had in October over the course of the two days? 20,000. Lower. Oh, okay. 10,000. Lower. 5,000. Higher. Seven and a half. Lower. It's a good game, this, isn't it? <laughs> 6,250. 6,000 6, it was. Yeah. Okay. So why do you think people are going to a property investor show? And because what sort of, And what sort of people do you think are going to go to a property investor show? Um, so... It's going to be people that are interested in property. Yeah. Um, but also, I would imagine there was probably a small element of people that went to network because they identified they've got potential business opportunities with those people. So I dare say there might have been some letting agents there, maybe some estate agents there as well, mingling, um, possibly, but not many. Hi, Nicola. Thanks for joining us. You're right. Not many. Not many. So everybody's talking about finding more landlords. Potentially everybody there at a property investor show is either a thinking about becoming a landlord, is a landlord, wants to add to their property empire, um, but they're there for a reason. So there, I think there were about three stands of letting agents there. Okay, okay. There, were quite, there were quite a few mortgage um, brokers there. Um, yeah. tax consultants stuff like that trying people trying to invest um you know get you to invest in nigeria and spain and places like that but my point is how many letting agents are going to a networking event where there's potentially that amount of people there that are landlords so for me 
there's a massive, massive opportunity there. Now, I appreciate that not all properties are going to be in your area, but I asked another question today and, you know, just what areas were your property from? So North London, Essex, um, M3, M4 Corridor, um, Yorkshire, um, and I wish I could read my writing, South London, Croydon. Okay, so again, there was mix up and down the country, but it may well be that there were some who was buying all around the country that you can find and that you can have a conversation with in order to do that. So my favourite question, can I ask you how many properties you had in an empire? Now, every time I ask that question, everybody burst out laughing and they said, <laughs> an empire, that's really funny. And I said, I have the only reason why I ask it is an icebreaker, but they all laughed. They all commented on the empire. So again, yeah. it was something different that something stood out. So I spoke to, I had seven conversations today. Okay. So this is a, a sample. Um, out of that, how many properties do you think I created opportunities? So how many properties between those seven do you think were owned that they had between them? I would guess a hundred plus. Okay, it was less. Oh, okay. okay. Um, yeah. I'm obviously, I obviously know your talents in unraveling <laughs> people. Okay, seventy nine. But still, in still a a hefty number from seven people. Yeah. Okay. So one had five, one had eighteen, one had four, one had one, one had thirteen, one had ten, and one had whatever the difference is to get to seventy nine. Okay, so again, next question. When was the last time your letting agent offered to take you for a coffee to maximise your investment? How many? No, zero. Big, how many that, were interested? How many were interested? Uh, seven. Yeah. Then the follow-up question, uh, and I made it quite funny. I said, look, this is going to be really personal. Would you mind? If I asked this question and they said no okay so I said do you have any friends and then they like looked at me a bit like Will Smith thinking that he's taking a mickey out of me so <laughs> but I didn't get any slaps I didn't get any slaps um, no. but I then no. said do you have any friends family colleagues or neighbours that are also landlords okay five of them did okay do you think they would be uh, interested in maximising your investment yes so I appreciate this is a small sample but I just wanted to do something that was different to say to people, actually, you know what? Stephen Brown can do it. Then anybody else can do it. So next question, would you be interested in purchasing another buy to let property? Um, all said yes. Would you be interested in an equity check? What's an equity check? Well, how long ago did you buy a property? I bought mine 20 years ago. So, well, prices have risen quite a lot in 20 years. Have you thought about taking some money out and buying another one? Yes, that's why I'm here. Okay, great. So all those conversations. And then I said, right, as a homeowner, um, you know, do you own your own home? And did you buy a property from your agent? And have you heard from them? Everyone said we've not heard from our agent since we bought it. Massive, massive opportunity. Everyone was curious to know what their property's worth because they've all done done work to it. And one of them said, actually, funny you should say that, um, we're looking to downsize. Okay. Other people said, well, we're not in our dream home. We're happily moved to our dream home. 
Okay. Yeah. So not only did I get those 79 opportunities, I got seven potential market appraisals from that. Okay. Just so going. So I suppose the question then maybe with with that, did did you find out if they're represented by a letting agent or do they self-manage? Yeah, I asked that question as well. Yeah. And it was it was a real mix. Mm. Okay. So um some said no, I self-manage it. So I said, were you aware about the 47 new legislations that came out during coronavirus? No. Mm. Okay. Are you aware you could go to prison? And some, yes. Some yes. knew and some, and some didn't. Um, but Paul Champolino from Landlord Action was there and he was giving a really interesting chat seminar about, you know, what's happened in there mm. and some top tips. And I know Paul's a fan of recommending um, letting agents um, and, and getting agents to fully manage properties. And one of the questions he asked is, he said, can you put your hand up? Who likes taking a call from a tenant at five o'clock in the morning when they're walking in, when they're pissed? Simon Whale, sorry. So um, I think Simon's just getting, yeah, he's just getting in, isn't he? So. Well, so no, again, no, five o'clock, five o'clock's early for him to get in. <laughs> but again, you know, people putting their hand, one person said, yeah, I'm happy to take that call. Yeah, you you're, you're always going to get the one. You're always going to yeah, get the one. But, the, but then, you know, it's talking about peace of mind and, and stuff mm. like that. So again, that was interesting. Um just asking those questions, whether they would do it. And um, then I asked a question about, you know, what made you choose the letting agents you went with? And a lot said we prefer to go with smaller independent letting agents rather than big corporate, um, let's, big corporate because we feel we get, we're, we're not a number, we're not a KPI. We, we want to be treated personally yeah. um, very, very well. So again, that was interesting as well couple of other interesting things so there was the property investor networking group there that had to stand so there's loads of pin meetings throughout the uk so another question for you luke see if you can get this one right okay how many property investor networks are there in the uk low evening andy davis this is for you yes plus two well done okay so there's 52. So I said to them, right, how many letting agents do you actually get to these events? So, in fact, I'm waiting for Donna. So Donna from Suits is going to message me on Monday and we're going to have a proper conversation and find out. Because I'm interested because I was having a conversation there and they said, not everyone is taken. And I said, would you find it of value if a letting agent came along and talked about what's happening in the Leicester property market? Okay, about the different types of legislation that are going on there and educating the landlords. And they said, yeah, 100%. So again, yeah. you know, not only have you got this big event, the Property invest Investment Show, where there's loads of people there, you've got the Property Investment Network. Then there was a final stand for National Residential Landlords Association. So I decided to have a conversation with them. Do you know how many landlords are in that organisation? Andy Davis, Vicky, Nicola, give us a guess. How many landlords are there in the National Residential Landlords Association? Okay, so let's, see if you're let's see if you're really there. All the people that are watching yeah. it live tonight instead of Ant and Deck. Come on, give us your number. Put a number yeah. on there. 
Don't be shy. 77. <laughs> okay, what was that for the last one, the Property Investments Networks? It's a considerably higher than that. Go on, Luke. I'm going to go with 80,000. Um, it's not an answer, Nicola. Give us a number. 80,000. 80,000. It's higher than 80,000. There you go. Keep going. Oh, 160. No, it's closer to 80,000. Thank you, Nicola. 50,000. No, it's more than it. uh, Sorry, it's 95,000. Almost got Luke excited there. Yeah. Okay. 250,000. Hello, Stacey. Thank you for joining us. She's supposed to be bathing the children. <laughs> well, she decided, obviously, she knows what's best. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, so, Stacey, hope you're well. Nice to see you on here. Thank you. Just making sure that you are on here and not watching the Leicester Man United game, Luke. That's what it's all about. That's it, yeah. Well, Andy Davis should be watching it. Either either that or he's at Old Trafford, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, maybe, the, maybe with, a, with a half-time... Um, well, perhaps we're just more interesting in the game. In, fa- in fact, I think they're playing us live now in front of 90,000 yeah. at Old Trafford. <laughs> so thanks, Andy. Streaming it to Old Trafford. So um, there's 95,000. So I said to them, you know, have you had any la- um, letting agents approach you um, and just have a conversation to see whether they can have a conversation with your landlords? Now, again, I appreciate these landlords are around the country but they may have landlords in your particular area. And again, you know, if you can come back as that person of education to help them, then that will make a, that will make a difference. So loads of key learnings there for me today. I found it, I found it absolutely fascinating. Yeah. So there were people, poor people having their coffee and I would say, excuse me, do you mind if I ask you a question? Have you got a couple of minutes? Promise you I'm not selling you anything, just doing some market research and, and they were fine. Um, and these were people there. And what was interesting is a lot of them still had an appetite to buy. Okay. Yeah. So my next question for you, Luke Sinclair, or mastermind now. So we've gone from Anne and Deck to mastermind. So this is a question for everybody. Andy, Nicola, Vicky, if you're still here and you're not Stacey. freezing cold. Stacey. And Stacey. 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 Well, what's, the, what's the dinner tonight, Stacey? Share. Make us all hungry. <laughs> right. So, Luke, how many pure sales agents do you have in Leicester that do not do lettings? Pure sales agents? Yeah. Um, in terms of brands, do you mean? Yeah, or but they just, do not do, they just do not do lettings. Probably not that many. I'd, I'd be guessing but 20 okay well look, i actually don't know the answer <laughs> so it could be right yeah okay but my my point is um you've got a big lettings department there okay yeah these sales departments how many buy to let investors have they got in leicester that are registering and what are you doing working with them to give them some form of referral feedback for every buy to let investor that they can give you that's got a property empire that may be buying through them and that you can give something back to them. Yeah. Yeah. And how, and how many p- 
particular properties buy to let investors they may not have one property they may have two three four five you know six seven whatever whatever the number is yeah you know and and coming back you know and looking at meeting meeting the speakers and all their synopsis you know and what they've said how many you know their major landlords have got their own property portfolio so there's loads of great speakers at this place as well that you can go and have a conversation with and get yeah. to understand what landlords really want but coming back to agents in your area how many of you are speaking to set that do lettings are speaking to sales agents only in your area to see whether you can work out some form of referral deal with them because again another huge 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 opportunity i'm sure that they would they would love to earn some more income and why not partner with an agent that's doing that yeah absolutely absolutely and i suppose that goes as far as partnering with local solicitor firms that handle the litigation side of the tenant and landlord law because i'm sure your local firms have been busy with um obviously issuing the relevant notices whether or not it's arrears or uh anything anything along those lines so again linkedin great resource for that take them out for a coffee see if you can build a reciprocal relationship so quite often they're going to those solicitors because they've not got an agent looking after them um and they don't maybe don't want to get their fingers bent again okay so i was reading a book today normally i don't read a book um and it is so um i you're like this so i attended the second eric conference with a view to learning more about how to grow the business the one talk that particularly struck a chord with me was some fella called john mcgrath he said it's much easier to find one person who can give you 10 properties than it is to find 10 separate properties which is very true so how many people in your customer base have got more than one property okay yeah. i bet there's quite a few i bet there's quite a few that have bought through other agents that you don't um you you're not aware of and on the on the point of finding other landlords how many of you are walking into building sites and having a conversation on the building site to find out what they're doing with it yeah. so i had a letting agent who did this um it was a pub that was being converted into six flats um she went in there and she said can i ask what's going on she said oh it's being made into six flats and can I ask who's um who's letting them out or are they being what's being done now oh, they're being let out who's doing the letting the landlord okay how long's it been on the market for six um six weeks and when's the landlord coming back he'd be back at four o'clock turned up at four o'clock she used her charm charisma and more importantly her expertise and knowledge got the six properties on and let them okay wow. so there's a lot of properties sitting around where you are yeah okay Absolutely. are you are you walking in and having conversations with foreman and finding out what's going on yeah so uh, an example um so just to bring it back on you mentioned about um doing a check on uh, on those land seven landlords properties and some of them are interested in maybe moving uh, they're not in their ideal home or dream home um so some of the successes that we've had this week with uh, anniversary checkups health checkups or whatever so 
two of those market appraisals that that were booked in out of um so generally we've done in march 170 odd um annual health checks um with clients okay so it's a reasonable number so we're going back out revisiting them uh at least two of them have come to market that had no intention to sell brilliant so again someone will say well that's quite a low percentage though isn't it but the but the purpose of the annual health check is to keep being top of mind with the client and you've got to be in their past to be in their present so when when they (laughs) when they are ready that again i like that one you've got to be in their past to be in their present or to be in their future should i say um so um but so it is a low it is a low percentage but it is about looking after and nurturing those relationships um so um so two so two two generally uncontested have are coming to market value is uh, circa 12 13000 pounds worth of fee income so when you hear about stock shortages and there's not many properties coming to market you've you've mentioned it before you've got to be your own deal maker so your own deal maker your matchmaker and some of the and some of the clients are ready to come to market so we may have been to some of these but they'll only move for specific properties so then we'll target certain roads so then do you then so then you pick up right okay i want this certain road in leicester i want this certain road in edgeware right okay i want pine tree avenue so i'll ring up everyone that i know on pine tree avenue um to to, to do those calls so i just wanted to bring it back but that there is there is massive massive value yeah i know i'm the converted but there is massive massive value in those anniversary health checks checkups whether or not it's an anniversary valuation and an anniversary sale um to make sure you're going out to do those as a as a point of reference to keep being top of mind with those clients so a couple of things that came out from the conversations i was having with people today funny enough was one of those things so you know i said well what what do you you know what do you think of estate agents and it, every comment came back well they just think about the one transaction they're not thinking of me as a lifetime client or that client for life um which again was really interested and every person i asked you know a lot of them had lived in their property for quite a long time and i said had you heard from them and you know they all laugh and i said oh so you've all gone in witness protection because you never heard from them and um and then i said look if i was to come back and offer you an annual health check every year how would you feel about that she said yeah that'd be great so i said this is the reason why i'm coming to give you an annual health check you know this is your biggest potentially your biggest asset i want to make sure that you're maximizing your asset every year and giving you some tips to share um on your letting stuff you know being as an asset manager telling you what's going on in the rental market here's what you need to do to your property or whatever it is how would you feel about that yes you would love it yes we would love it and you're spot on you know if you start giving these annual health checks if you start being this asset manager actually when it comes to them selling there's only going to be one agent that they're going to go with and that's you and guess what you're going to get the fee that you deserve there's no negotiating on your fee. And I read a post where, and I can't remember who it was um, that said it, but to say they, they were talking about fees and one agent dropped the fee down. So 
they decided to follow their competitors who dropped their fees down to 0.75%. They dropped it down to 0.75%. Now every other agent have dropped it down to 0.75%. Yeah. So there's only one one winner there. But but Josh Fegan talks about it. There can only ever be one cheapest agent. So there, there can only ever be one. Uh, in terms of the in terms of the cheaper in terms of the cheapest agent and uh, and we had this discussion on Friday didn't we about I suppose it's very easy for it's easy to just say look we'll, we'll drop the fee I haven't got to be uh, spend too much time with the customer to try and convince them that we're the better agent to go with we haven't got to invest in the in the technology or we haven't got to invest in the colleague training we haven't got to invest in the right skills in order to to act for the client in the best interest it's just very easy yeah we'll do it for 0.75 we'll do it for half a percent hey we'll probably we'll probably do it for less and and um, Ross from not dating remind me of a Tom Panos quote uh, on Monday uh, about um when tom was asked to quote for some training um so he got he, he gave his quote he said what what's what's going on here because you're like more more than double the this other person he said well let me tell you now that person's charging you too much to so go back and ask for a discount <laughs> so it was it's was quite an interesting uh kind of kind of comment so um but no I, I, absolutely i think that now you you've got to we we won a listing in the week and this was with someone that is brand new to the industry she joined us on the 4th of january um she works in our client services center and um we demonstrated that we are worth um 1.75 against another agent a very well-known agent at one percent and we were the agent of choice and we're the ones that have been selected because we're going to get that client the best the best price so actually going to walk away with more money so that whole thing the 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 cheapest agent is normally the one the more expensive that's going to get them the most money yeah and again what i've been doing now and all my training and there's something i want to mention on training in a bit before we wrap up because i know you want to go and watch your game and i'm incredibly grateful that you've given your time this evening in in order to do that um in fact, I'm going to tell you because I forgot what I was going to say there. But so, so I did a, um, oh, in fact, I remember now. So what I do is I get people to um, just write down two agents going to a property. Okay. So Luke, what, you, what I want you to do in, is write on a piece of paper, £200,000 on the left-hand side with 1% fee below it. Okay. On the right-hand side, I want you to write down 205000 and two percent so two agents okay one manages to get 200 another because they're so good and a skill negotiator they get an extra five thousand but they charge two percent and i say to people who's the cheapest agent the one who um is at one percent or the one who charges two percent and everybody comes back with a two percent one so i said why well because they end up putting an extra three thousand pounds in their seller's pocket and yes. it's as simple as that to demonstrate to your seller you know, do you want a cheap fee or more money in your pocket? Yeah. So, and, it, and, and if um, and if anyone watching, listening wants to have an app that they can use on their phone and brand to their agency with colours and logo, very similar to to this one, then if they reach out to you, Stephen, then you can put them in touch with the link on the App Store. It's only on the Apple Store, but uh, 
anyone's more than welcome to have that so they can reach out to you for the link and they can easily demonstrate agent a agent b uh, what the price is what your sales fee and how much more you're putting in their pocket and it's also got a little cheeky lettings calculator on as well there you um, go so there you go it's a saturday night giveaway saturday night we don't give away places on the plane <laughs> but you do get <laughs> you do get an option for an app but um the the other story i wanted to say that's happened recently and it hit and and it was only this week so um both oliver and josh haven't been very well they've had a bit of a um sickness bug so oliver wasn't really eating so we tried to bribe him uh with some food um at one at uh at um at a place during the week but um i've got two stories so taking kids out for food sometimes can be quite stressful particularly when they're hungry and they can't talk to you so joshua who is nearly nearly one he's one next saturday so a week today and he's absolutely screaming his lungs out, absolutely starving, um, wants, wants food in his belly. So one restaurant, which is um, not an expensive restaurant, but not a cheap restaurant. Um, we sit down. Um, he's screaming his lungs off. Oh, what's wrong with him? Oh, he's hungry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we had to wait another 10 minutes to order the food. Um and then um then we ordered it then it was another 20 minutes by this time he's obviously having a right right full-on meltdown um so that was that that was one, one restaurant um again mid, mid, middle middle of the road again another restaurant that, that we went to within um i'd probably say 90 seconds within 90 seconds uh, a portion of fries were on the table to say, hey, this is on us. There you go. This is on us whilst 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 you sort whilst you sort yourself whilst you sort yourselves out. And the difference, you would have expected it from probably the the more expensive restaurant. Guess where that second restaurant was? Go on then. McDonald's. I was gonna say McDonald's, yeah. Yeah. There so you go. But would you have expected it from McDonald's? I certainly, I certainly wouldn't. Um, but it was, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it was in one of their busiest uh, branches in, in Leicester. And we were trying to bribe Oliver so that he, he would eat something, um, taking him to McDonald's. But absolutely, again, absolutely, absolutely amazing. But you wouldn't have expected it. But it's that whole Matt Steinwade lemon moments. 100%. And I'm just going to find another story because there was a great story that came up on my um, timeline this week from an excellent letting agent and sales agent down in Somerset in Taunton called Jane O'Brien. And um, she had, she, there was a really, really lovely, lovely post. Um, and I've got to find it. So here you go. So sometimes all you need to do is take a moment and listen and help. Um, a lovely lady be walking around all the ages today, desperately trying to find a new place to live for herself and her son. Um, they've got an exciting new job um, at the hospital and a change in education. Finding rental property is very challenging. Hundreds of people applying can be demoralizing and at all times feels like the whole process um, is trouble. 
Um, but they took their time, Jane took their time to get to know them, their story, their dreams and their purpose. Um, and they helped them find a property incredibly quickly. And um, I think the lady came in with a lovely bunch of um, flowers. So they found a new home. Um, they felt listened to. Um, so they found one very happy landlord, one overwhelmed agent and one very happy tenant who um, was helped um, because other agents weren't interested in helping. So well done, Jane. Yeah. Big shout out to you. So going back, well, listening, absolutely fantastic. So one final thing is I had a training session. Yeah. On, uh, it was called Negotiator Masterclass and what it takes to be a top performer in a state agency. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to try something different today. I'm go and basically what it is, is they do a personal audit on themselves. So yeah. I send an email. Um, here's, a, here's what I want you to do. Um, please, can you confirm receipt of it by calling me? And if you've got any questions, please let me know. So um, out of 15 people that were attending the course, how many people do you think called to acknowledge it? Uh, four. Two. Okay. okay. So I said to them, you know, today's all about being a top performer which I want you to be. I want you to be better versions of you, um, of yourselves than before you met me. Um, if I was a landlord, a tenant, a seller or a buyer, what is my first impression of you? Yeah. So first, impre first impressions are really important. So again, you know, I may have been doing the training, but there was a reason why I threw that in because I want people to treat you know, like, look how your mother wants to be treated, how your nan wants to be treated. Yeah. You would still expect somebody to give you a call back um, in order in order to do that as well. Um, and I think also talking about great customer service, um, Regina from Liberty Blue posted a great video this week about Ford um, in uh, Waterford or wherever it is that she's based. And I love this going beyond the call of duty so her car was having trouble she pulled into the garage um, she was late for a meeting they just gave her a car um, they said don't worry we'll sort it out they then sent her a video of what the problem was as well they then sent her a video to explain that actually they couldn't get the part today but it will be in there tomorrow um, and you know no don't worry you know it was like here you go here's a car you know, we want you yeah. to get on your way. We want you to get to your meeting. Now, again, I've told that story. That's been shared on Facebook. You know, so again, I think we're going to end this one with what are you doing to wow? Wow moments. Your wow moments. Okay. Yeah. That people were talking about your agency and making a difference. So please like it, share it, comment um you know luke's done us all he's not watching leicester man united he's with us all on a saturday night yeah. how good and is that still, and it's still nil nil oh well there you go so do you want to go longer then <laughs> <laughs> stacy just messaged say dinner's ready i'm swashing up a message on here on here so din, din, dinner's, okay. dinner's ready so. thanks very much really appreciate your time thank you everybody for yes, watching on saturday night and giving up your saturday night or whenever you're listening to this and watching it thanks very much incredibly grateful please like it share it 
Um, we need a few more ratings. You know, we need to get back to that um, podcast for high performance podcast has somehow got uh, a little bit more than us. So we need to beat um, Damien yes. and Jake now. You know, they may have better guests than us, but they're not like the Luke and Stephen Saturday night giveaway. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Shoot from the hip. <laughs> yeah. So thanks very much, yeah, everybody. Okay. And if you want that app, please message me and I will get that sent to you. Thank you to cool. Luke and his generosity as per always. Good night, everyone. Thank Have you. a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.